Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but uh, late last week, Thursday afternoon, 30 top TikTok stars gathered on a Zoom call. To what, uh, what, what is a TikTok star? Because I've never used TikTok, but I know a few people who do. And it's a, a guy who's made seven or more dollars from TikTok. Yeah, that, that <laughs> seems to be my impression of it. Like this person, he considers, they consider themselves to be TikTok famous and they've got like a thousand followers. But I just understand that you almost get a thousand followers like by accident. Just by creating creating an account and uploading something, because hmm. it's got millions of people, and apparently it's it's not like YouTube where you only subscribe to people you actually want to see. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's people just follow each other at random. I did mm. try the app. I don't know a couple years ago, I think, just because you know I'd heard about it or whatever, and it's the new thing. It's where all the young people are going, so we should be there, right? Like Free Talk Live should be there. Actually, Bonnie opened up a Free Talk Live tiktok account recently nice. as a matter of fact i've been told Is i should doing be on the it. little tiktok dances she probably should that would be adorable <laughs> uh but there's all kinds of content on there there was this truck driver that i found that just ta- just tells jokes every day and yeah. you know that was pretty funny uh but you know a lot of it's pretty vapid uh, I mean, stupid stuff when i visited my nephew uh he was watching tiktok on his television there's something about dunk beetles it was it was like an animal channel they want Putin to be the new Hitler, and that is why they're doing that. They want him to seem as bad as he possibly can, and no doubt, he's bad. Yeah, but, but isn't so he is going Zelensky. After it would have been easier to start off with the uh, Ukrainian guy, since he's his military actually has a neo-Nazi oh, yeah. battalion. Well, the, US me- uh, the U.S. media isn't talking about that, however. Um, and, well, of course well, not. Except for us. And your question was, isn't that... Isn't that what Putin's doing? Is going after Nazis? Oh, that's what he says he's doing. He yeah, says and I don't believe that any more than I believe the American government. Yeah. But I'm, which is to say, there is some truth to it, but there's also a lot of lies to it. Oh yeah. Uh, as the cr- crisis in Ukraine has escalated, millions have turned to TikTok for information on what's happening <sighs> there in real time. And part of the reason for that, I think, is TikTok has not been. As heavily cut off because I think it's a Chinese it property. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, they're basically turning to TikTok because everything else has been taken away. TikTok videos offered some of the first glimpses of the Russian invasion. And since then, the platform has been a primary outlet for spreading news to the masses abroad. Ukrainian citizens hiding in bomb shelters or fleeing their homes have shared their stories to the platform. It would be a huge gift to any growing TikTok star to have Dr. Fauci or Biden or Kamala Harris or whoever in Yeah, in but their you video. only get those people if you're willing to fillet them on the air. Yeah, but of course they are. They, look look at that girl you just put you up. She'll fillet anyone if they'll give her that. attention. Yes, yeah, so this girl here, uh, Ellie Zeiler, I don't know if she's related to Steven Zeiler, but it's spelled the same way here. <laughs> uh, Ellie Zeiler, you know, pretty young lady here. We were trying to figure out what exactly she's known for. She's got Being 10... pretty. That's pretty yep. much it from what we can tell you. <laughs> uh, she's got 10.5 million followers on TikTok. TikTok and but what I don't understand is why is that enough? Like, I get it. If if she's on OnlyFans, why being pretty and, you know, her clothing choices would be enough to make her popular. You but mean on TikTok, if she was I, naked on yeah, OnlyFans? But I don't get the appeal of just naked watching nice. someone pretty talk. 
I mm. don't know either, and maybe she does dance at some point here. I don't see them because you, know, you can actually go on TikTok on the web without actually having to have an account and you know nice. log into anything. You can just watch uh, whatever it is they've got going on here. Uh, but uh, yeah, so she's well, she should be ashamed of herself. This is how we got the Kardashians, and we we have enough of these types of people already. Back in the day, um, I assume it's still true. Delaware had no sales tax and, on gas. Uh, they had no sales tax on anything. Oh, okay. And well, so, that doesn't mean there's no gas tax. It it does not mean yeah. there's no gas tax. But uh, I remember driving from uh, New Jersey to uh, to Delaware to buy a computer mm-hmm. because it was it actually made sense. Well, that and I was stuck in New Jersey, and who wants to be in New Jersey? As well as a link in my bio to donate to the misplaced refugees of Ukraine. Right, They're misplaced or displaced? <laughs> <laughs> the lost <laughs> refugees of Ukraine. <laughs> Where'd they go? How do how'd they get there? Uh, so there she is. Uh, that's one of the various different TikTokers they approached. But you didn't have to have 10.5 million to get on the White House's list. According- so she made, how, many, how many views does that have? Oh, I don't know. See, that was actually, I think, copied by Libs of TikTok. And their version has 414,000 views. Uh, 414,000 views. And her it's, version. It's just this girl spewing government propaganda. Her actual version of it has 363,000. So the uh, libs of TikTok version actually has more views uh, than hers does. I don't hate these these young people, basically. Well, when I say hate, I mean... It's like throwing, hating a goat. I mean, throwing shade at her, right? <laughs> they're just... They're just... They fell for it, right? Like so many young people have fallen for government propaganda. Many of these uh, people are probably barely even out of high school. Uh, If she's in college, she's still in college. And so they're being indoctrinated by the state day in and day out. And the reality is when when you're a young person, you generally don't have any interest whatsoever in politics, right? I mean, if you think back to when, when you were younger, when you were this age... If you had interest, you were unusual. If you were following world events or political things or whatever, if you had any opinion about that that was outside of the mainstream, you are an you are an outlier. I mean, we're still outliers. I don't today. know how true that is for our particular generation, though, right? Because nine eleven happened when we were in like middle school, and that defined. <laughs> Speak uh, for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't in middle school. <laughs> okay, well, middle to high school, right? And I was that, out on my own when nine eleven happened. Yeah, Are you I that was, much older than me? <laughs> I was living in Florida working as a computer programmer. Yeah. I was at, working at a radio station at, at the time. I remember when I when I woke up, uh, it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Well, for millennials, <laughs> it wasn't unusual because while we were going up, this great catastrophic thing happened that came to define you know the next five to six years of our lives. Aaron Parnas recently emerged as a powerful TikTok influencer by providing nonstop news updates about Ukraine. On the night of the invasion, he hosted TikTok live streams discussing the events to over 800,000 viewers. Since then, each day... So TikTok does do live streams. I guess so. That's something we should look into. Since then, each day he's posted videos breaking down news about the war every 45 minutes. He said that his news was not partisan. He was getting information directly from reputable sources in the country, such as his family members there, local Ukrainian journalists, and Ukrainian television. That is by definition partisan. (laughs) If all you are getting is the Ukrainian uh, side of the story, you are partisan. And, you know, it's fine. Just 
Make sure it's clear what you're doing. I don't care. It doesn't bother me if somebody is partisan. I don't care if Fox News leans right and MSN leans, leans left or CNN is hard left or whatever, as long as you know what you're getting into. And the real problem with the, that we've seen so far with the, uh, the various different sides is that the, the Russian side has been cracked down on, and it's now harder to find than ever. YouTube recently took down RT completely. Did they? That's what they said in uh, their announcement here in their YouTube Insider Twitter feed. They said, quote, our community guidelines prohibit content denying, minimizing, or trivializing well-documented violent events. We are now removing content about Russia's invasion in Ukraine that violates this policy. Today, we began blocking RT and Sputnik's YouTube channels across Europe. In the old days, it used to be that the journalism would ask tough questions. That's what you used to do when you were a correspondent you would you would be corresponding not to relay information from the white house you would be asking difficult questions of the bureaucrats and the press spokespersons or whatever that are there at the white house putting them in a difficult position asking them the questions that no one else has asked yet trying to break some news get some sort of an unusual answer so you can be the first to the market with the video clip of that person saying whatever it was that they said that's what it used to be like but now no now it's just i'm here to relay information that's her job she is absolutely admitting that she sees herself as a white house mouthpiece and that is it which is why it's important for people who want to be journalists to actually attend some sort of journalist training right Mm -hmm. and not not just become a propaganda mouthpiece or if they're going to become a propaganda mouthpiece because that's what we are right at least do it knowingly well i mean it, in her defense she does admit that she's just a propaganda she does you know she uh we're not mouthpieces for anyone else we are propaganda but right. we're not a mouthpiece there's no one telling us what to say did i say mouthpiece you did okay yeah, we're, we're not being told what to say we can all have different opinions on this show there's no prohibition on that we are not all on a like mind on every issue we do love liberty this whole thing has been like a propaganda war, though. A lot of this is. is being fought on social media. I mean, I just Front saw... The page of the Drudge Report today is Zelensky posing in a selfie with some pre- presumably injured soldier. But what's yep. fascinating about it is that it's not Zelensky's picture. It's someone taking a picture of, of him Zelensky taking picture. a It's clearly propaganda. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. Yeah, that's the, the latest version of it. And so, you know, what I wanted to bring up was the, the fact that now you've got a story, Ari, about Elon Musk, who is he's getting into this conflict once again. I mean, he already sent a bunch of Starlink receivers, uh, or I guess transmitters, which receivers, was awesome to Ukraine, which is a great, great thing to do. Um, and he did another pretty awesome thing, which was he refused to block RT. Also so good. after he said, yeah, I'll help you guys with uh, getting internet to Ukraine, here's a truckload full of Starlink receivers. And he got press everywhere for this. Oh, Elon Musk sends receivers to Ukraine. What a great guy. And then the next week, the propaganda ministry of Ukraine approached him and said, can you go ahead and ban RT and uh, all the other Russian media? And he said, no. He The only way he would do that is if he had a gun to his head. Uh, that's the only way he would make any kind of censorship as far as uh, Starlink is concerned. So I mean, get on him I'll for, give that. Him points for that. Yeah. 
they got off on censoring, you know, little little people like us. Yeah. But now, but now that with the backing of the United States and the European Union, they can go after this big dog. They, That's right. They have the power now to go against Russia, and they're getting off on it. Yeah, and if they can go after Russia, then they can go after absolutely anybody. Uh, today, they say, we began blocking RT and Sputnik's YouTube channels across Europe. This was March 1st when they wrote this. Since Russia began its invasion in Ukraine, we've been focused on removing violative content and connecting people to trusted news and information. An overview of the steps we've yeah, taken. Yeah, I always trust anybody who's put forward by the uh, Ministry of Propaganda. And that's who YouTube is. So now fast forwarding to March 11th, their post to at YouTube Insider on Twitter and so they talk about how they're removing content about Russia's invasion in Ukraine that violates their policy of, quote, pro- they prohibit content denying, minimal- minimizing, or trivializing well-documented violent events. In line with that, we are now blocking access to YouTube channels associated with Russian state-funded media globally. So not just Europe, just everywhere. The change, they say, is effective immediately. And I seem to recall YouTube kicking off at least one channel that was discussing the Uyghur Muslims being exterminated in China. I checked the satellite system recently, and because we're on satellite here on Free Talk Live, we've got our own what they call free-to-air satellite channel, and I wanted to see if it was still there, because it was really one of the only good channels on free-to-air. I mean, it's free-to-air, so you don't pay anything to receive the channels, and so it's usually just a bunch of... You know, religious propaganda sure. and stuff like that. Uh, but RT has for many years... Are we allowed to say religious propaganda on a show that's produced by a church? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, our, we already acknowledge that we are propaganda. Indeed. Our, but we haven't acknowledged yet that we're religious propaganda. Well, now we just did. Uh, so RT has been up on this platform for many, many years, and now they're gone. Aww. RT's gone. Uh, in fact, RT is gone from almost every... Uh, channel that they would would have previously been on in North America. I believe there is still one satellite that has like an RT documentaries channel, but that may not have to do with the the satellite company taking them down. That may have to do with the fact that RT America last week closed down completely. They did they have a choice at this point? I mean, they're not allowed to broadcast anywhere in the United States. Well, right, they'd been kicked off of Directv, so Directv got rid of them. That was an official thing. Because, uh, again, a lot of these companies are What doing... are these people saying that these companies are so terrified of us hearing? You know, we have had the highest traffic fatality rate since the 1940s. That's what I was told. So the... Better pass it in the law. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I thought we had, it was pretty bad during the 1960s. But the rate that was uh, I heard was back in the 1940s, where they had no seatbelts, no bumpers or um, nothing. Um, um, I mean, the cars were in the 1940s. And the, the how, emergency... What, how fast was the average car in, like, 1943? I, I, did not, I did not really know how fast it was, but I know that they made the, the cars really hard, like all solid steel. So when they hit something... They would have those glass that would shatter, and people just get cut. One of their veins cut, and then just die. So, wait, wait, wait. Sarah, Sarah, is this what you sit around thinking about? Yes, Sarah. So, you, just to clarify, you're saying traffic fatalities in uh, New Mexico are now worse than they were in the 40s, or 
I, I missed what you had said at the very beginning. I think the statistics are for the the whole United States. I think the the like United States the traffic fatality data it goes back to the same fatality rate in the 1940s. Holland Cook is an American uh, talk personality. He is actually more more of a personality. He's a uh, He's a consultant, so talk stations hire Holland to tell them what to do, basically. Like, all right, okay. well, who's here, who should you bring in to replace Rush Limbaugh? Hire Holland, he'll tell you. Right, that kind of thing. Uh, but he also got himself a show on television on RT called The Big Picture, I believe. And he says, the night before, on what became my last TV show, I asked viewers... Why do American corporate mainstream media seem impatient for war in Ukraine? Good question. Uh, eager to Because own- they make money off of war. Yes. Well, that and something had to happen to pull Biden's ratings out of the toilet. Uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, and cable news channels have been beating the drum for weeks, as President Biden told us with certainty invasion was imminent, while President Putin amassed the biggest deployment since World War II. Merely tense, when our trip began, the world was at war when we got home. He's talking about in the previous paragraph, which I didn't read, that he was on a honeymoon. Uh, keep, your, uh, keep your phone tip. Keep your phone on airplane mode when you're in other countries, even friendly ones. Roaming charges can be draconian. Hackers are evil artists, and that's why there's voicemail. But ever so delightfully disconnected and with robust Wi-Fi among amenities in our all-included Bahamas beach bubble, I saw friends on Facebook turning surly because I hadn't rushed back to ceremonially loudly resign from Russian government-funded RT America. Did the U.S. government ever actually ask any of these companies? To, did they ask McDonald's and Coca-Cola and Pepsi and Visa and to do PayPal all these things? to do all these things, or did these governments just go? I mean, these companies just go. We're going to do this. I understand what YouTube is getting out of it, and what Facebook is going to. You know, the power, the mm-hmm. the rush of censoring. But what is what is McDonald's and Coca Cola getting out? They're of They're cutting revenue off. Yeah, I don't I don't see what those companies are getting out of this. Pepsi said four percent of its revenue came from Russia. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw an article today about how it's so sad that after thirty something years, the fall of the Iron Curtain. Well, now the West is throwing up a new Iron Curtain. Yeah. How do people not see that? It's not the Russians building it this time. You're building it. U.S. You corporations. And they're like, oh, it's so sad. McDonald's is losing this 36-year-old legacy after the fall of the Soviet Union. Right. Well, then don't then don't ruin the legacy. Yeah, well, they're doing it for signaling purposes. I don't know if anyone has said that they were approached by the US state. Have you heard anything nobody? I don't know if they would say they were if they were. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think a lot of this it's like I know this didn't happen with Coke, but if you look at the social media censorship um thing the uh the congress kept calling the social media people before the congress and saying if you don't censor more we're going to regulate you tiktok itself yeah is not going to make these rules like how uh youtube can or youtube does like you know for pro america but you know that's why they're probably now they, they i mean it's the ministry of uh, information as uh, nobody said that's why they're just going to the users the influencers and saying say this say that you know, if you see anyone saying this, attack that, like, Lord knows what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, the worst part of this is this is going to be very difficult now. I mean, not very difficult. You're right. There's Library, Rumble, and uh, Mastodon, right? But, I mean, how, how, how are false flags going to be 
like I feel like it's giving a green light to false flags and there's nothing that we can do about it because the MSM obviously doesn't report on it. And now at least the original thing for YouTube and all these things were, you know, independent people can give a counter narrative to the MSN. Now it's part of the MSN. So like we're dead. Like how are we going to, just false flags. That's all I see. Well, you mentioned Rumble as an alternative, and I've heard of this company. This is a video website. It is a centralized video hosting site. And according to the folks over at Odyssey, now I have not checked these claims, but according to Odyssey, Rumble has terms of service that may prohibit people from criticizing Israel. What do you think happens to us after we die? Arya, do you want to start? I'll go last. Okay. Um, I don't really know. I do like the uh, the sort of new age interpretation that your soul somehow continues on, uh, or whether that be a Hindu interpretation or however you want to look at it. And Hindus, I think a lot of them believe in reincarnation. Um, but I, I do like the, the new age view that uh, that you might come back in for another round uh, or do whatever it is that you choose to do. Like some people believe that we've chosen to be here for a specific reason. Uh, I got to say, I don't have a real firm belief on this one. I think that there's a lot of really interesting possibilities, but I I do like the idea that the soul uh, continues, whatever essence it is that uh, that is you, even though on your next life, if you do have one, obviously you don't remember your past life. And I guess, uh, you know, potential reason for that would be that you don't then carry all the baggage over from the past life. You get a a fresh crack at it, so to speak. Uh, Nobody? Um. Well, I kind of, uh, I, I kind of look at it in a in a uh, in a similar way. The official line of the Church of the Invisible Hand is that life is a video game, and uh, although you know, if you're playing Duke Nukem, the Duke Nukem character only knows about this particular run through the game. Mm-hmm. You remember every time you've played it. It's a scientific fact that all of the atoms that comprise me... The science is settled. <laughs> well, no, it's just a scientific fact, right? Now, I mean, that doesn't mean the science is true, but as far as science is aware, this is as close to a fact as we can get, which is that the the energy that comprises my body is going to continue to exist. In it, some form. It's just going to change forms. Like, it yeah. will rot, and I will be... Parts of me will be absorbed into trees, into eaten more by worms, which mm-hmm. get eaten by birds, and I'll just get scattered to the oblivion, right? But the... The mythical I, the ego that is created by this unique combination of atoms and electromagnetic reactions is going to cease to exist. And I'm okay with that because new ones will result in the future, as far as I can tell. And at any event, I mean, I I will be dead, so I won't be there to experience my non-existence, right? And that's where a lot of people get hung up. They're like, what do, what do you mean? You're, you're just, there's just going to be nothing? Well, yeah, but... You don't experience that part because you're dead. There's nothing. You you don't experience that. And that's a lot of people struggle to wrap their like my sister, she's scared to death of mortality. She wants to believe in the afterlife. She'll she admits that this is the whole reason reason that she believes in God is because she's scared of mm. you know ceasing to exist. I'm like, but you won't experience that. Lately on several news programs they've talked about shrink size what they call shrink sizing from fast food companies uh the prime example given was a few months ago they advertised 10 mcnugget type uh the items 
for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Then they raised the price of their nuggets to ten for a dollar forty nine. Mm-hmm. Now on several fast food commercials, they're advertising their brands of nuggets for eight of them for a dollar forty nine. There's there's stores that have downsized. I'm a candy and soda pop junkie, and lately I've had my bags of candy go from nine-ounce-sized bags of candy down to six-ounce-sized bags of candy. They used to to charge me a dollar, and now they've raised the price up to a dollar twenty-five. Wow, so they're raising the price and they're cutting the, the content? I just actually saw today we were out getting uh, coconuts nails trimmed at the local uh, Petco here at Keene. And right next door to the Petco is a Dollar Tree. And we reported uh, last late last year. I heard they were closing here in Keene. No, they were closed temporarily okay. while they did what we saw that they rolled out, which is it's a dollar twenty-five. They're now dollar twenty-five tree. And so every advertisement on the front of the store... That doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. it doesn't. But uh, that's what they had to do. They held out for as long as they could, keeping this dollar business model. I mean, yeah, you could go in there and buy a pack of cookies, and it was like two and a half cookies, but it was still a dollar. Uh, I mean, I think you could get more than two cookies for a dollar, but... I was exaggerating. Depends on the cookie. Yeah. But the shrinkflation there has certainly been extreme. Yeah, and and again, with shrinking products, there's only so far you can go, right? Like I was saying the other night. Did you ever want... watch Futurama where no. Fry got the extra small uh, slurm? It was a soda and it was like a little thimble. Full. Yeah, barely yeah. enough to even have a sip. And, and, you know, that's an extreme example, but it's really that bad right now. Even though if you shrink a, you know, a two-liter bottle down into a one-liter bottle size, plastic. Is petroleum. Yep. We can't live without it. Well, you could Perm- just be difficult. Well, where look, man, I look. I uh-uh, I'm not doing the paper straw thing. Not doing it. <laughs> so yeah, when when it comes to straws, at least I'm I'm not living without petroleum. I think what you mean though is because we have petroleum means we have trucks that take things from place to place and make life relatively easy for people. Is that what you're saying, David? I don't think people realize sometimes that, you know, if you get a heavy barrel of oil out of Venezuela where, you know, there's light Texas crude and there are certain different grades of a mm-hmm. barrel of oil, well, the heavy stuff, only about 50% is actually refined down to gasoline or diesel fuel, but the rest of it goes in everything from your basic jug of gasoline to the plastic two-liter bottle that you're drinking your fresh water out of. That's right. So I think the point you're trying to make here is that the price of oil goes up, the price of plastic goes up, the price of a lot of things go up, right? All of these rough times were created by the state. Every single one of them was created by the state. Because had it been... not by Russia invading ukraine by the united states government interfering with the economic processes that we need in order to you know prosper somebody i don't know who it was posted a chart online today of the gas price the average gas price in the united states over the time frame of you know the last few years and 
duh, the price has been going up and it's, it's ever since Biden got into office. It's been going up. But that's, and, that's not really Biden's fault, to be fair. No. The inflation started under Trump. Under Trump. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you're yeah, right. It was Trump where they tr- they did the $2 trillion bailout package or whatever. So, yeah, it absolutely started under Trump. But, of course, it takes time right. for that money to filter down. So whenever they whenever they print up a bunch of money, they give it to their buddies. So they give it to the military industrial complex or they give it to the pharmaceutical industrial complex in the case of COVID, for instance. They give tens of millions or billions or whatever. I think it was hundreds of billions to all these different companies. And then they pay their staff and then the staff pays for things in the, you know, the, so it takes time, right? It takes some number of weeks or months for these things to really kind of filter into the point where prices start to go up. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.